is Killer Innovations, a show about ideas, creativity, and how you can innovate. Welcome to the Innovator's Garage, where you learn to create your next game-changing killer innovation. Welcome to this week's Killer Innovation Show. We're doing it live from Sun Valley. Uh, my special guest today is Robert Scoble. Uh, Robert, now this is his second appearance on the uh, on the show back when it was a podcast, but this is his first time on the radio show. So I had to uh, give him a little advice on uh, that we do have to follow SEC rules. Yeah. <laughs> but Robert, hey, thanks for joining me today. I know we're both taking a little bit of time out of our uh, of our uh, day today here at the Dent Conference. Well, you know, I already got my ski runs in, so I'm happy. Yeah, you were up early on the mountain today. Heck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was still snoozing away. I just had my uh, grandchild number four born on Wednesday. So They, they give us uh, early ups, they call it. Uh, which yeah, you guys went up to the with the ski team, right? With and the ski patrol. Ski patrol, right? And we uh, went and checked the first runs to make sure there's no debris in the runs. <laughs> oh, so, so no, no, no one to run into when you're up there. Nobody. So, hey. Last year, you were the one who actually enticed me to come to the Dent Conference. So let's talk a little bit about Dent. How did, what's yeah. the background and history? How did Dent, well, the Dent Conference come around? Uh, it's my former boss. I, so I used to work at a magazine in the 90s, and we bought a company um, that does conferences. And Steve Roback was uh, my boss then. <laughs> oh. and so, but he uh, always wanted to do something like a Pop Tech or a TED up in Sun Valley because he has a house here and, and he wanted to get cool people to come up and see the beauty that it, that it is here in Sun Valley. And, um, uh, yeah, Dent came out of a, a quote from, he highly recommended putting a dent in the universe. And so we, he, uh, Steve started it with founders of Pixar and, and other, other cool people. We have astronauts here this week and, uh, uh, cool musicians and a lot of nerds. You know, uh, <laughs> there's a few propeller heads laying around yeah, here. Yeah, like you, know? you and uh, it, it, there's a whole bunch of people here. Uh, I was just talking to Dan Shine. He used to work at AMD, and uh, Andy Grignan's here. Who, uh, was one of the twelve guys who built the iPhone at Apple. That kind of thing, right? So there's a lot of. A lot of fun people here. Yeah, but what's interesting and though is photographers this, too. You know? yeah, well, this this conference though is different. I mean, I go to TED, the big TED event every year. It's twenty five hundred people. Yeah. Dent is two hundred people. Yeah. So it's a lot smaller, but it just has a completely different feel to it. It's more yeah. about, and the the interesting thing I find about the Dent conference is, is people can come in with just a wide range of opinions and perspectives, and everybody has a voice, and you can have great conversations. I went to a conversation last night that I got pulled into. A bunch of people who live here in Sun Valley who wanted to have a political conversation, and so they kind of pulled me in because I'm I'm not their traditional Silicon Valley political bent. So yeah. I got pulled in. When doing it was a great dinner last night from the standpoint of a, of a conversation that you just normally would not a conversation I would have at TED. Let's put it that way. No, it's much more chill and and people. Um, it's it's a fun conference. You know, uh, I just got back from South Africa or got here through South Africa where I was at conferences that had 1,500 people at it and um, <clears throat> then went to South by Southwest, which had 50,000 people at it and was extraordinary too. And it's just nice to come here and just sort of chill out, <laughs> you know. <laughs> But chill out with uh, cool and interesting people. I mean, I, I was skiing this morning with a photographer who comes back here in July for the Allen and Company event. So people uh, 
there's a been a billionaire in this bed. <laughs> People don't think about it, but uh, they buy every room in the uh, lodge in the inn, and uh, they have this conference in uh, July here called the Allen and Company, which uh, Tim Cook goes to, and uh, Cheryl Sandberg, and all sorts of interesting publishing people you know um and uh, uh murdochs and blah 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 right right over here and it's really hard to get into uh it's uh i can get as close as the little white fence for the press area <laughs> which is sort of funny they have a little white fence uh you know uh, where you know the, the billionaires walk between the two hotels here <laughs> and you're allowed to talk to them and uh take pictures of them there but you're not allowed to come in the conference yeah i saw your pictures posted from uh, last year but you just mentioned you you were in south africa you've been on the road a lot here lately doing a bunch of conferences so so what was the what's the interesting uh, innovations technologies in south africa right now oh it's the same as at south by and it's the same thing we're talking about here uh, vr ar augmented reality and virtual reality um and then just you know discussions of politics are coming up quite a bit uh because of trump um, and, um, uh, what else came up? Uh, you know, the economy is sort of in between cycles right now. One thing I, I noticed at South by, I was asking lots of people, you know, do you have any cool apps on your iPhone? Four years ago, that was, uh, everybody would have an answer to that question. You know, they would have said, oh yeah, I just got, I got ways or I got this or I got that. Right. And, uh, this time it's like, ah, I haven't gotten a good app in a while, you know, <laughs> or, why, is, well, why, why do you think cream. why do you think that is i think we're we're tired because uh we filled up our screens w- with the apps we have and uh i have like 110 apps on my phone right and how and many of those do you use most, on, a regular? on a regular basis uh, i would say at least 60 percent wow. right <clears throat> and if you give me a monthly basis 90 percent because if i don't use them i delete them to make way for another one right uh, and that's sort of what we're doing most of us can handle about a hundred apps at most, you know, and that's that's for somebody like me who's pushing myself to try new things, right? That my wife, uh, forty apps, right? yeah, and uh, right. and we've filled it up, and we've decided what apps we're going to use for everything, and we're not hungry for apps right now, and so that's um, uh, that's one one thing I noticed at South by this year. Um, yeah, I'm sorry, our- I just came back from Mobile World Congress. We were talking about politics and. You know, it's funny when I was in Barcelona two weeks ago, everybody wanted to ask about the U.S. Uh, political situation and, yeah. and the election going on. <laughs> it gets a little old after a while. But, uh, you know, and then, you know, I spent a fair amount of time in Rwanda working on my stuff in Africa. But it is interesting about how much how important the economy plays, you know, around the world, particularly when you're trying to introduce new technologies. If you think about the cost of vr albeit it's having you know it's coming down pretty quickly it's still out of the reach for a good segment of the global population one thing we did do uh, talk about is the new media landscape you know travis barker on on my facebook uh, page right now he's watching live asks uh, does dent post videos i don't think dent does but uh now we have the ability to live broadcast video on periscope and and facebook i'm using facebook here and uh, i can i can see doing a lot of live video in the next two days so stay tuned and and you know there's some interesting people here from musicians to photographers to uh, uh, technologists uh, to astronauts that uh, i think will be doing interesting stuff on stage but 
really uh, dent to me isn't what's on stage. It's what's going on in the lobby of the inn here. And it's just a lot of fun to get a group of interesting people together and just and talk, you know. And it's hard to capture that with a live video, particularly because it's usually off the record kind of stuff. But it's not off the record because we're saying anything uh, stupid. We're just... Uh, <laughs> You know, we're just being ourselves, and it's nice to not be recorded for a, for a bit and just sit down with your friends and talk through things and, and see where the world's going, you know? Yeah, well, you were talking about live video, and recently you did an experiment where you were trying to use, like, was it Snapchat you were trying to? I'm still using Snapchat. In fact, I, you know, going to South By and hanging out with the real Snapchat stars, um, I, I hung out with, uh, at, at one of the panel or one of the events uh, uh, with a bunch of... Uh, uh, influencers, you, I guess you would call them, in the Snapchat world, some some of whom have millions of followers on Snapchat, and you really understand, yeah, you really understand how uh, how to use Snapchat. It's very different than Facebook. Right? Yeah, you can't do this long ass, long live video <laughs> um, uh, the way I'm doing on Facebook, right? Uh, it's a very very snappy, short. Uh, uh, medium and you have to have some attitude you watch like the number one guy uh, dj khaled khalid and um he, he's just very funny snap, uh, snappy has something positive to say and moves on and he does that several times a day and he's been able to resurrect his career doing that so yeah it's one thing i haven't played around with i haven't spent much time with snapchat i was following your comment that you were gonna Trying to do it heavy duty, and then you went to South by Southwest, and that kind of seemed to be a little bit of a flip on your view on Snapchat. Yeah, um, it it still isn't uh, the best medium from what I do, which is long long uh, uh, interviews with you know innovators or going on a tour of an R and D lab, that kind of thing. But yeah, I can see doing it for some things. And what what really keyed me in was they said use snapchat to push audience uh, particularly a young audience to your other stuff where you have the longer you know, a medium post or a facebook live thing or a, a periscope thing right well that's great we're going to take a quick commercial break here yes we are on live radio so therefore we do have to take uh, the quick uh, quick break here but uh, we'll be right back uh, we're going to continue the conversation with robert scoble here live from the dent conference in sun valley so uh, stay tuned if you are joining us live, we're going to take Q&A during the commercial break. So stay on and uh, ask Robert whatever questions you might want to ask. And we'll be back right after this commercial break at Kill Innovations on the BizTalk Radio Network. BizTalk Radio. This is Killer Innovations, a show about ideas, creativity, and how you can innovate. Welcome to the Innovator's Garage, where you learn to create your next game-changing killer innovation. Welcome to Killer Innovations. I'm your host, Phil McKinney. We're coming back from commercial break here in the this segment, continuing our conversation with Robert Scoble. Uh, Robert and I are both attending the Dent Conference here in Sun Valley for this weekend. Um, Robert's been involved with Dent from the very beginning. He talked me into coming last year, and I fell in love with the Dent Conference, so came this year. And uh, 
needless to say, given that the show is live on Sundays, we're doing the show live from Dent. So, so Robert, let's talk a little bit about VR. Yeah. You've been kind of talking this up for quite some time now. So, Virtual reality, yeah. so for what's, those who don't know what VR means. So what is... What's got you so excited on VR? Uh, it started about 18 months ago when I, well, it started, you know, two decades ago when I first got a chance to be in a VR setup with an SGI machine, you know, <laughs> oh, those were the days, hundred thousand dollar machine and VR did happen back then because it really did take an SGI machine to make anything uh, unusual, like a flight simulator work for you. And today we have mobile phones that are pretty darn powerful and are uh you could slap that into a google cardboard or a, a, a samsung gear vr and and uh, off you go now let, let's just break down the market i'm get in the next two months the first consumers are getting uh one of the high-end headsets uh oculus rift from facebook or the uh htc vive um, which is a really nice one, or the Sony Gear VR comes out in October. So I'm sorry, Sony PlayStation VR comes out in October. Sony's is probably the cheapest. It's around $500 for the headset. Plus you need uh, a PlayStation. So around $800, some, somewhere in that neighborhood will get you set up. And it's pretty damn capable. I played with it at uh, South by Southwest. I haven't seen the Sony one. Yeah, they just started showing it off uh, to the public at South by Southwest. Um, and I, it, it, yeah, it doesn't have quite as many polygons. So, so here's what's going on. HTC Vive has two little sensors that sit on your wall and they watch your room and they build a, a, a virtual box on your floor. So if you have a, a 15 by 15 space, uh, it'll it'll build a little box and it sees everything that goes on in that box. So you, so you can walk around a game or a, a, a journalism kind of thing, like walk around a camp or something like that. <clears throat> um, and that's the best of the headsets technically. It doesn't mean it's gonna be the best product, but technically it's the best. Um, HTC also requires you to have a PC with a really nice NVIDIA GPU, which means it can throw a lot of polygons at your eyes very, very quickly. And so you can uh, have really mind blowing experiences and people who get these things on their face and go through a, a few demos, a 10 or 15 minute demo, they usually come out with a stunned look on their face and a smile. <laughs> And that's, and that's, uh, I call it the VR smile. It's, it's so common and that I, I stood outside at, at web summit and watched people get these kinds of demos at the Oculus booth and people used expletives when they got out of the, out of the demo, because they said they'd never expected that, even though I had been telling them it's mind blowing for, you know, six months, they still didn't believe it. You won't, the radio listener who's listening to this will not believe me. They will not. Well, but the second actually... you get over your friend's house that has an HTC Vive or an Oculus Rift or a Sony PlayStation VR, you're going to have a mind blowing experience. You're going to want it, right? Well, I think that's exactly right because when, you know, in my day job at Cable Labs, we did a, a market trial where we brought in consumers off the street who'd never experienced VR and we put them in the goggles. We had a whole, all the different varieties and we played a bunch of different content, whether it was travel content or drama or sports. And of any technologies that we've tested for 
kind of doing this predictive model of consumer adoption, VR just was off the scale. Once you've experienced it, you could read about it. You can see a, a video on YouTube describing it. But until you put it on your head, you actually go through the experience. At, Mo at Mobile World Congress, Samsung had it set up with the roller coaster simulation or the roller coaster video with you in the motion controlled seats. And I just sat there and just watched people who put them on, spent the eight minutes going through the Samsung demo and then coming off of that demo. And it was just absolutely mind blowing. Yeah. Absolutely mind blowing. We should talk about your new, your new job is your CEO of cable apps. Right? <laughs> yeah. And well, it's not so new. It's coming up on, on year four. It actually year it's four. been going, it's been going by and you've also got a, uh, a new uh, gig that you just announced uh, yeah. like what, a couple days ago. Actually yeah, I'm leaving uh, Rackspace where I, I'm the futurist at Rackspace and I'm going to join Upload VR, which is a new media company covering the v virtual reality space. So I'm all in because I'm, I'm you, so you, you, bullish. You, 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 dumped it, you jumped into the deep end of the I, VR pool. I'm so bullish about VR. It's going to be a, a, a turbulent two years because people aren't going to get any uh, demos. And it's going to be a while before mass market really shows up because they're too expensive. They're tethered. They're, there's some issues that need to be worked through. And, and there's, it's unclear how much content's going to be there for the first year or so. Um, you know, the, there's certainly enough to get me to buy it. But, uh, you know, six months from now, am I going to be really bored because there's lack of content? We don't know. Um, there's a lot of questions in the industry that need to be answered before the, it goes really, really mainstream. So uh, describe describe Upload VR. Yeah. Because I think, you know, everybody saw your announcement. You made it on you did it on Facebook. You did it on your social media. But I'm not sure a lot of like the mainstream people know who Upload no. VR even is. No, Upload VR is a new company that covers the. It's a media company that covers the virtual reality space, and there's probably about six of these blogs or media companies that are doing this. It's just my favorite one, so yeah. I picked my favorite one. Uh, Will Mason and Taylor over there uh, have done a really great job of getting a company started. They got 1.3 million dollars of investment to get it off the ground, and they have a nice new office in San Francisco where they're gonna host uh, uh, a f quite a few startups uh, in in the office and uh, try to help the uh, um, uh, community out and, and get an a ecosystem built up. Yeah, that's what I, right. I, I was to describe it. It's kind of almost a ecosystem catalyst yeah. is a way to, to you know, kind of describe what yeah, the other guys are doing. They have a big event in January uh, on the waterfront where they show off the latest uh, games and stuff that are coming out for VR and have some music and stuff like that. So they have a pot potential of getting a really big festival going, but it's a new media company. It's uh, it's a startup, you know, and <laughs> very different than uh, Rackspace is right now. Um, you know, Rackspace is moving along, and it's a public company. So I was a public figure of a public company for for a public face of a public company for seven years now, and yeah, it's time to go try something new, particularly since these markets are so interesting. I mean, VR alone is going to, is going to be an interesting uh, market, right? But augmented reality is going to follow it within three to five years. And that is going to be a mind-blowing industry. So we're going to take a quick break here. We're going to hop out, take, uh, do some commercials. We'll be right back. We're going to continue the conversation with Robert. So stay right there. You're listening to Care Innovations on the BizTalk Radio Network.
News Talk Radio. Killer Innovations, a show about ideas, creativity, and how you can innovate. Welcome to the Innovator's Garage, where you learn to create your next game-changing killer innovation. So coming back from this commercial break, we're continuing the conversation with Robert Scoble, uh, picking up on our conversation on VR and AR. Uh, so we talked about VR in the last segment. So in this case, let's talk a little bit about augmented reality. What does that really mean? And yeah. why some people actually interchange the terms, but they're actually something completely different. Well, you know, if we look 10 years from now, I think we call it mixed reality, actually, because you're going to be wearing a piece of glass on your face and you're going to be able to say it to uh, pull up a virtual reality environment where all you see is pixels. You don't see the real world. It'll it'll black out the real world. Or you'll be uh, in augmented reality where you see through the glass or through the optic system um, and see the real world. And then you'll see virtual items on the real world. Like we were talking about, you could put you know a TV uh, set on your wall virtually. Or, or you could have Daffy Duck uh, crawling around the floor around our bedroom here and, <laughs> and uh, entertaining us, right? Or... Uh, or you could be uh, dressed up as SpongeBob, <laughs> something crazy, right? Um, and we're starting to get the first demos of these things. Uh, Microsoft HoloLens is out there with a product that's about $3,000 that they used on the space station already. It's a, 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 a device you wear on your face. It has radars to map out the, the, the room we're in and see where every table, every light, every wall, every surfaces and then it can overlay uh, uh, virtual items or holograms on top of that real world and at ted they showed this off where there was a a guy across the street from ted uh standing on the surface of mars walking around mars you know and it's pretty mind-blowing it was i had to say i was in i was in the main stage event at ted watching that demo and i have to tell you it was it was amazing. I mean, it was absolutely mind-blowing seeing it yeah. live. So let's, uh, a lot of people who are watching this on Facebook are asking me um, about what are the players. And you might have heard of this company called Magic Leap. Mm -hmm. Magic Leap got it's one. Got the whale coming off out of the gym in, in a school is their kind of, their their demo loop that they're got running around on Facebook and then now they got 1.3 billion dollars of investment without having a product and without having a customer so think about that one hold on 1.3 billion I mean actual cash actual cash uh, from Google and Alibaba so the demos of these things are so mind-blowing and people when you get when you get the demo and I got the demo of meta uh, which is a competitor of magic leap you instantly see this as a multi-hundred billion dollar industry coming at us over the next, let's say, 15 years. So it gets investors really hot and bothered. <laughs> and uh, Magic Leap is the number one uh, device that we've seen uh, or that some people have seen. Apple's working on one, but nobody is willing to tell us what that device is like. Yeah, well, that's been the rumor running around for a couple of months now. And you look at uh, the people they're hiring, it kind of, you get all the hints, but not, not, no news really coming out of that. Yeah, Apple's very secretive. But we know they're working on it. They bought seven different companies in this space. And, and we've gotten enough winks from Apple employees to know that they're working on it. 
that they're uh, watching magically very closely. In fact, I spoke at Virginia Tech and I asked my audience who has seen uh, magically. Even seven people in the audience had seen it, which is extraordinary. Mo most of the time, not, not, nobody in my audience has seen magically. Right? So here is a school where seven people have seen it. In other words, they've been recruited by Magic Leap because Virginia Tech is the is one of the top virtual reality colleges in the world. And Apple just that week had hired their teacher. Yeah, <laughs> and, they, yeah they hired him away, right? And so he's seen it, of course. Yes. And so now Apple knows what they're up against and Apple will be a major player in this space. Amazon is gonna is working on a pair that I hear. Uh, Microsoft has HoloLens. Uh, Meta has a, a very capable uh, product that was built with $22 million of investment. And they're about to announce another round, a pretty sizable round. Um, Meta also demoed at TED this year. Yeah. And they got a lot of buzz off of that demo. People walked out. Not even having had the experience yet, just watching how great the demo was on stage, on the main stage at TED. Well, if you actually got to try it, uh, Meta has a wider angle, uh, view, viewing angle. It feels more lifelike. It feels like you're in Tony Stark's lab when you're wearing it. And yeah, it's big right now. Uh, you know, these are things that are three to five years away for right. consumer yep. uh, uh, uses. But the, uh, Meta has a thousand customers already. Because anybody with CAD files and uh, uh, CAD files build almost every product or uh, building or a city or a theme park are using uh, augmented reality to do things. For instance, Caterpillar uses uh, Meta and a, another company called ODG uh, to do training. So you, you, if you're a mechanic at Caterpillar working on these million dollar tractors, you put on augmented glasses, augmented reality glasses, and it shows you how to fix the tractor. It actually overlays on top of the real tractor, what you should be seeing, uh, where the four screws are that you need to, uh, you know, uh, unscrew, uh, what wires you need to find to fix the problem that you're fixing. And it, it augments, right? So it augments the real world. And that's, that's a little taste of what's coming for consumers in three to five years, but it's already here for enterprises. Yeah, and I um, saw the met in the meta demo was about healthcare, where they actually were loading like MRI and CAT scan data into a meta, and then showed and allowed allowed a collaboration around a health situation. And it's just mind blowing the the data and then the overlay augmentation of that information yeah. right onto the uh, you know onto the uh, under the glasses it was it was pretty exciting yeah it's very very exciting but that's gonna follow vr uh, by three to five years vr actually has to be uh, popular before ar because we need a lot of developers who are trained on unity to make these holograms i mean if we want daffy duck to uh, run around the floor here we have to have somebody who uh, renders him in unity well let's talk a little bit about unity yeah so who are they why are you why have they gotten such a you, i mean you know john regazzola the ceo at unity i you know he, yeah. he, he was formerly the ceo at ea you know but you know john's really hot on you know obviously he's been very successful but it seems like everybody's just piled on to unity as kind of being put uh, lack of a better descriptor the engine yeah unity is an engine or a platform that builds uh, these virtual worlds it started as a video game platform so developers would use it to make the video game that you would walk around and shoot at your friends or whatever uh, you had to do in your uh, video game and um um yeah the the uh 
Unity is the platform that everybody is seemingly standardizing around. But there are some people working on other competitive platforms that I've started seeing prototypes of, you know. So in the next year, I think you'll see other platforms that will bring new capabilities to developers beyond Unity. But Unity, you know, Meta, uh, I asked Merron, how do, you, how do you prepare for this augmented reality world? And he said, learn Unity, learn Unity, start building things in Unity, because he needs these holograms. Uh, to be built in, in Unity so he can display them in the augmented reality glasses. Now, what he's not telling you is he has a team of, of really high-end software people building software that sees your fingers in front of your face and lets you do, uh, lets you control the user interface. You can grab things out of your, out of the air and put them on the floor. You can poke at things. You can uh, swipe things. You can gesture to things with your hands. And that's very exciting. And that was the demo that they did with this, you know, this medical experiment. It was two people actually manipulating in this case, um, a heart, you know, turning it around, but it was two different people, two different sets of glasses manipulating in, in the same environment, but actually recognizing the fingertips and being able to do the manipulation. Yeah. So, so yeah. let's, let's hold this, we'll come right back from this commercial break and we're going to continue coming into our last segment. We're going to continue on with Robert Scoble. Uh, so stay right there. If you've got your questions, post them up on Facebook. You're listening to Killer Innovations on the BizTalk Radio Network. Talk Radio. This is Killer Innovations, a show about ideas, creativity, and how you can innovate. Welcome to the Innovator's Garage, where you learn to create your next game-changing killer innovation. So welcome back to Killer Innovations. You're listening to the last segment of the show today with Robert Scoble. We've been talking about a lot of things, Robert's travels, the Dent Conference, but we've been spending a little bit of time here talking about virtual reality and augmented reality. And I want to talk specifically about what are your thoughts with regards to the whole area around content and where's yeah. content going to come from? Oh man, that's a, that's a big question, right? Today uh, we are seeing marketing activations and those, when you talk to marketers and they talk about activations, they're talking about these mega booths at the Super Bowl or at South by Southwest and at South by Southwest, for instance, McDonald's had an activation with four of these, uh, uh, HTC Vive machines, and they built so software to let the people who went through the booth uh, uh, paint a 3D painting. It was really pretty nice. It took four four months for them to develop that, and that's the early look at uh, content. You know, right out of the gate is stuff like that. IBM had an activation. Uh, uh, Samsung had uh, an activation, and uh, Gatorade had an activation. They were, they were all over town in right. uh, in Austin. Now, what they're really showing you behind the scenes is the games that are coming. They uh, Sony announced, I think, 25 games. Oculus Rift announced uh, a bunch of games and, and experiences. And these are really immersive, mind-blowing experiences. They're not your usual 
game. And, and let's just break it down some of them. Um, one of them uh, at the Sony booth, they put me into a shark cage and they lowered me in the, into the water virtually and took us way down. And eventually I ended up in the place where a shark was eating the cage and eating me. And I was that I found myself backing up, even though my mind said, this is a video game is okay. It's you're not going to get eaten by a shark, but I still felt myself <laughs> backing up because it wasn't very comfortable. So here's the question. Did you have, did, have, did you have a Fitbit on check no, your heart rate? No, I should have, you know, but, uh, um, they quite enjoy watching people. In fact, they say many people who went through that, uh, demo, uh, would take the headset off. It, it just couldn't handle the intensity of being eaten by a shark. <laughs> um, and there were lots of games like that. You, uh, if you go to Facebook and get the Oculus demo, they take you into a virtual room called the toy box. And so you're wearing your Oculus Rift and uh, somebody else in the world is wearing their Oculus Rift and you're playing things like ping pong over the internet with some other person. Right? So in this case though, this is the goggles though tethered yep. to a PC. You need to have a PC local in order to render those. Yeah, because you need the big uh, Nvidia card to th throw as many polygons at your eyes to make it believable, really, right. really immersive media. Um, and, and you're seeing a whole bunch of things, uh, games from, you know, Call of Duty style stuff to, to flying games to running games to all sorts of different games are going to come out, right? And new games that we don't even know about yet are coming out every, every week. There's um, uh, games being discussed. Uh, budget cuts is one that I'm, I'm looking forward to where you walk around an office building and you've, uh, you explore the office building and you, then you pick up and collect things like knives and eventually, uh, robots come r running around the corner and you have to kill the robots with the knives before they get to you. You know, <laughs> it's sort of like shoot the zombie and it's quite, uh, entertaining and it's quite, uh, intense and it's, uh, very immersive and, and it's a lot of fun. So we're going to have a lot of fun this Christmas at, at the cool kids houses, right? Who buy these new uh, headsets there on the other side, there's also a lot of, uh, new music videos coming out at, at Coachella last year. I brought a 360 degree camera. It, it was uh, six GoPros that I took there in a little ball up on a stick. And, uh, my video that's up on Facebook, uh, has gotten 2.2 million views so far. So, Coachella is doing a whole bunch of things with VR this year. Um, and you're going to see a whole bunch of music video experiences by the end of the year. You're also seeing new kinds of journalism at the Samsung booth. It's South by Southwest. They took you into uh, a, a refugee camp. And I had one CEO tell me he cried in this thing because it's so uh, uh, emotional to be in the camp. And it's very different when you're using VR to experience that than to use a 1080p camera, right. I mean, a, a regular camera. So there's a lot of things coming. Um, uh, movies are coming, games are coming, journalism is coming, music videos are coming. Um, and uh, it's a fun new world. It's going to be quite quite amazing. Hey, Robert, this has been great. I really appreciate you taking the time out of the DENT conference to come hang out and uh, yeah. share with us kind of what you're thinking about on the VR, AR side, but also your travels. Yeah. I'm sure everybody who listens knows how to find you, but what, what's the best uh, place if people really uh, want to keep up with what you're looking at? Uh, Robert Scoble on Facebook, S-C-O-B-L-E. And uh, that's where I put most of my time. I do a lot of live video with cool people. Like I'm doing one right now with you. And uh, that's up on uh, uh, Facebook. 
I'm on Snapchat, Twitter, LinkedIn, Google Plus, everything. everything. But Facebook is kind of your home. Yeah, and I have an email newsletter too, which really is a, a, a compilation of what happened on Facebook over the past week. Uh, and where do they sign up for that at? Uh, on Facebook. On Facebook. A link. Okay, yeah. so just click over there and get the, and you can get the newsletter. Geez. On my about page. Because yeah. in case you miss it, Robert probably posts more on Facebook than any other person I follow. Yeah. On any given day. So, but it's but it's great stuff. Keeps you up to speed on everything going on. So I, I follow five thousand people friends and then i follow another five thousand, and uh and i follow many many lists so there's a lot of news there yeah, yeah so this is uh, hey robert again thanks a lot for for coming on the show uh we will have this up on the podcast on tuesday so hop on over to killinnovations.com that's where we'll also have the show notes and the links to everything that robert uh, talked about today so you can check out all the companies and uh, we again appreciate you taking the time. So stay tuned for uh, next week's show. We will have another uh, exciting guest. I'm going to leave it as a little bit of a tease. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter to find out who that is. And this has been Phil McKinney on the Kill Innovations on the BizTalk Radio Network. On Biz Talk Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests, and do not necessarily reflect those of this station, Biz Talk Radio, its management, or advertisers. The information on Biz Talk Radio does not constitute a recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or service. If you have any questions about Biz Talk Radio, contact us at 817-274-1609 or at biztalkradio.com. Biz Talk Radio. 